opportunity to really every day bring this topic up and integrate it into life so that it's not this heavy, stressful conversation that you have with your kids about money fueled with fear and guilt. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm your host, Todd Christensen, and on today's show, co-author of the Teen Girls Gotta Have a Guide to Money, Verney Yim, shares critically important tips to help every parent navigate the dangerous conversations around money and teens. Are you ready to talk teens? Let's do this. We've had today's guest, Verney Yim, on the Money Fit Show before. She's an author of the Teen Girls Gotta Have It Guide, the director of partner and affiliate relations for the Jumpstart Coalition, an amazing convener of financial education influencers, one of the nicest people you can ever meet, and one of my favorite people on this planet. Verney, welcome back to the Money Fit Show. Thanks so much, Todd. It's great to be here, and um, I'm so excited to be speaking with you today. Yeah, it's great to have you back, Verani. I know in our first episode, we talked about the, the organization you work for, Jumpstart, and a lot of the good things you're doing there. Today, we're going to be talking about some parenting tips based on, on your Teen Girls book. But first, here's a question for you. You ready for the intro? I sure am. It is outside of family members. Who's had the biggest positive impact on your finances? That is a great question. I would uh, say that I've been really lucky because um, I sort of started working in the field of financial education in my 30s and not mm-hmm. to date myself, but if I can be so bold as to say that I literally was working for the Employee Benefit Research Institute. Um, and at the time they were talking about 401k plans and IRAs and just these big words that are little mm-hmm. for that matter that I had no idea what they were about. And so in a way, working in this field has been the biggest impetus for me because it's, you know, in my inbox, financial education is flooding into it. So it's a constant reminder to sort of be on top of it. So I would just say um, being blessed to be working in this field has been really helpful. Uh, That's great. A lot of us, when we get into this field, we realize how much we don't know about it and, and, and take it from there. Absolutely. Well, uh, Verena, you've let's, let's, let's get on with some, uh, some ideas about parenting and money and kids, apart from the excitement of being involved in writing a book. I mean, I've been there, done that. It's not always exciting. What do you think interested you in writing about money and kids? Well, you know, I was really blessed because um, Laura Levine, who is the uh, president and CEO of the Jumpstart Coalition, uh, she was approached by Jessica Black Press, who was an author and, and writer, reporter for different magazines such as Seventeen, Glamour, Cosmo Girl, etc. So they have mm-hmm. sort of a teen girl's got to have a guide to um, dot, 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 whatever the topic. So they decided they wanted to do something about money. So I was actually hired to just sort of help reinforce Jessica and speak with her about what should be included in the book, how it should be phrased, et cetera. And I had already been writing for, um, you know, different organizations my entire life. I've worked in communications, but ultimately this was really a wonderful opportunity to combine writing, but also with a topic that was really near and dear to my heart. And with Jessica's ability to just phrase things in a really easy to understand, fun way, we were able to develop this amazing little book called The Teen Girls Gotta Have a Guide to Money. And uh, I was just looking at it as a matter of fact, and it's just 
information in a language that young people can understand. And actually as an adult, that's what we need also to learn about money. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I appreciate that you included it in, in the book, some, some teaching guys, the, the, the acronym teens and uh, five, five tips, five ideas to, for the parents, for the adults. So the, we're going to have you back for another episode to talk about some ideas for kids, even though they'll be appropriate for adults too. But this one is specifically for parents. Could you pick one uh, of those letters to begin with and explain what, what it might stand for and why it's important for parents? Yes. Well, in the book, we actually have um, some tips for teens under the name wallet. We just thought that would be sort of catchy. And then mm-hmm. in speaking about those teen tips, we realized that this conversation is not complete without including what the parents can do and, and how the parents can not only bring a money mindfulness to their kids, but in addition, they actually have an opportunity to really every day bring this topic up and integrate it into life so that it's not this you know, heavy, stressful conversation that you have with your kids about money and, 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 you know, fueled with fear and guilt. It can Mm -hmm. be something that is just easy and all of a sudden is a a light part of conversation. And the more you do it, the more it just feels um, very natural. So um, we decided to create these teens tip, T-E-E-N-S. So I guess Mm -hmm. we'll just start with. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go through uh, what they stand for and then we can pick one, uh, start with one. Absolutely. So um, they basically, um, the team stands for talk, example, educate, news, and support. And so the first one, T, is talk. Basically, um, take advantage of everyday opportunities to talk about money with your teens. As I said, it doesn't have to be this heavy-handed conversation. It can be integrated into pretty much your everyday routine. routine, whether you're going to the store, whether you're dropping at the gas station or going to the bank or eating. These are all places where you can literally point out real-life scenarios of how money works. Um, as you can see, you know, in a store, you can actually point out different prices and do comparison shopping. Um, you can talk about the importance of just like, you know, looking at prices. And then when they actually get to the cash register, that whole integration of how do you purchase something, depending on the age of the child, um, you know, the conversation is going to uh, be catered to that age group. But for example, just pointing out the most obvious, if you go to a gas station, like literally saying, wow, you know, the gas is cost this much money and, you know, I'm going to pay with a debit card or something like that. Like these are things mm-hmm. we as adults take for granted. But um, once again, you know, your kids might not even think twice about it. They, um, they may see a building, but they don't realize it's a bank. And what do you do in a bank? So literally when you start to look around, even in a restaurant and you see a menu, again, you can just note that look at the different prices, you know, of the different entrees, and then there's tipping and there's taxes. I mean, as you can see, it doesn't have to be that finite, but the mm-hmm. more that you just bring attention to these small details, the more that the kids just sort of are aware that, wow, the world is sort of surrounded by all these money opportunities and 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 they just need to be attuned to it. And, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that is really important, I think, is also just, you know, when you're in your house, just talking about, um, you know, paying for electricity or paying for um, water uh, or even just paying the mortgage. I mean, these are things that I've discussed with my kids because they didn't even know that you had to pay for these things. And Mm -hmm. when you speak about these tangible things that affects them, then um, all of a sudden they sort of can start to connect the dots of, oh, this is, if you're going to have to pay for this, 
to live comfortably or whatever, then you need to be able to work. And, and that just leads to other conversation. And you'll be so surprised. Kids have such a curiosity and they love to talk about this topic. It's interesting. Everybody is sort of touched in one way or the other. Something very basic is even just to, to ask them, you know, straight out about like finances or money and just say like, you know, what, what, um, what do you think about it? Um, what to, it's a, a nice way to learn about their values and discuss, you know, what's mm-hmm. important to them. So as you can see, the conversations can just build on themselves and, and it doesn't have to be um, a long conversation. It can just be sort of a mention. Yeah, I, I, I uh, agree. I mean, kids in classes that I've taught my, my own kids, of course, I focused on keeping them, trying to keep them involved, but they generally, even from second grade, third grade, I'll go to, I'll go into elementary schools and they love to learn about money. They know it's important, but they also know in some houses it's a taboo subject. And so some kids just are are afraid to ask. And if they're not going to ask their parents, I mean, where are they going to get the information? So yeah, it's critical for parents. Exactly. And if you show an ease of talking about it and not making a big deal out of the situation, then, you know, I think the kids are, then they're comfortable bringing it up to you, asking you for advice and you in turn get to share your information. Yeah. Good. All right. And what's the, uh, what's the first E stand for? The first E stands for example, and that is try to be a positive role model to your children by being on top of your own finances. And, um, so one of the things is basically, you know, as you're going through your day and I, I talk about like just discussing with them, you know, the importance of work and the value of work and and then maybe sharing with them the bills and saying, mm-hmm. like, listen, you know, I work so that I can pay these bills. And, um, and, and right now, as a matter of fact, just pegging it to things that are happening in our world, like, you know, this is just taxes, for example, like my kids didn't even know about taxes and mm-hmm. like, where that money goes to. But the kids, you know, will watch you in a store. They'll watch the way you react to um, to money or, or how you spend it. And they will pick that up very subtly or very obviously. And, and if you just sort of continually show them positive ways in which you can interact with money and you can manage it or, you know, you um, are disciplined in your spending, et cetera, those type of things are very relatable. And then the kids will pick up those habits. And then it's just a part of the whole family habit. Yeah. I think, I think most parents would agree that that would be, that's ideal, which is why they at least agree, but many struggle, which is why I love that your very next, the very next letter, the second E is for those who feel like they're not the greatest or haven't been the greatest of examples for their kids. Absolutely. And I know that you and I've discussed this before, but you know, unless you actually had an individual in your life um, that taught you about money or taught you to be mindful about, you know, not like uh, but credit cards, things like that, you you may not know. And so one of the things is, you know, all of us have a money situation or horror story that we can share um, from long ago. And so educate is um, the third letter. And what we want to do is parents and adults also struggle with their finances. So don't be afraid to, to just keep learning about money. And you can share your money struggles and angst, you know, with the kids. Maybe mm-hmm. as well as the opportunities and accomplishments um, from both the present and past. So basically, you're just once again going back to that conversation that you know, just sharing something about yourself with the kids, and and maybe they're put in a situation where they're having to deal with an uncomfortable situation, uh, money situation, like a friend borrows money and isn't hasn't paid them back or something, and you can sort of as a parent share your own experience there um, and talk about, you know, how do they feel about that? Um, what do they want to do about that? And and just 
put them in scenarios that um, in our book, we actually call sticky situations. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a sticky situation, money situation in their lives at times. And it's just about knowing um, how to navigate them. And, and because people are already uncomfortable talking about money, but then also feeling confident that, you know, about your values surrounding this issue. We also want parents and adults to just sort of take advantage of all the resources that are available to learn about money, whether it's going on the internet and just, um, you know, there are just so many organizations that have free information. Um, and if you go to jumpstart.org, for example, you'll have an opportunity to just get in touch with all these materials and information that are free and vetted against our national standards um, mm -hmm. so that you can trust. But the main thing is just, you know, even picking up a book or watching a personal finance uh, show on television. I mean, there are just so many little things. And I think that with money, just like in everything else, it's just reinforcement. You just have to keep going and keep learning and just be open-minded to it and not close your mind down to opportunities right. where you, even as an adult, can learn about money. Right. Yeah. And adults, uh, if you've been, a, if you're a parent or been a parent or been around young people, you, you've heard the term adulting. And it's a, it's a term that a lot of teens will use with, with some fear uh, behind it. They're like, I don't know if I'm ready to adult. I, I didn't know it was a verb, but I guess it is now. But with our the benefit of our perspective and we talk about if if we can share some of the mistakes that we made in our earlier younger years they can learn from those and don't have to make them themselves so i i think that's great uh so we got two more here and just in, in a few minutes i think we can get through i want to get through them all and is for news tell me about that you know news is really interesting because it's like first of all um i really encourage my kids to be up in the news and we've always talked about this from even an early age just to give them like a bigger perspective of the world that the, you know there's this other outside global world in front of us and how you know something that happens like in a different country can affect us or just like even in your local community so um encouraging your children to read or watch the news or you know look on their um, phones nowadays. That's where they get their, mm -hmm. but just, just keeping up with current events can be very interesting to them. For example, um, just most recently, as you know, the cyber attacks and the hackers on the pipelines and, you know, that affected the price in, in our gas. And, mm -hmm. and there were long lines on the East coast to try to get gas. And so that popped up in the news, but it also gave us an opportunity to sort of talk about something that was current and happening and just, um, you know, from one story, there are just so many conversations that come about it. Right. And so uh, helping the kids to just be aware of current events, not only in their local community, but also um, in the country and abroad, I, I think it just is uh, useful information that can carry them through a lifetime. Sure. I, I think it's a great idea to be able to connect events to changes in, you know, why, why are so many more people unemployed or why are uh, at this period of time or why are, why are the... Um, these rates going up or something like that. So I, I think that's great. Uh, and the, your last one, S, is for support? Absolutely. And support is support your children to pursue their passions and do what they love. You know, the pandemic showed us what we can do ourselves, right? We can, also we learned how to cut hair or do our own mini-petty or cook dinner. Mm -hmm. and, and, and those type of things where um, it's, you know, the kids not only learn to do 
um, learn new skills that perhaps they didn't know that they could, or they were a little bit nervous about um, trying. I think as parents, what we can do is just encourage them and, and just, you know, have them explore. I mean, they're going to make their mistakes when they're with us and that's great. And um, sometimes, you know, by pursuing their passions, then that might actually lead to a purpose that they believe in. And, and that can, then um, you can start looking at possible work or careers or education. And so it's really interesting if you just, um, you know, it can start with something as small as a hobby, but then um, in our book, and the Teen Girls Gotta Have a Guide to Money, actually, we talk about how you can take things that you love to do and how that can be implemented into a job, like walking dogs, for example, or with leaves. Yeah, no, I, and I really appreciate your point as to uh, let them make mistakes at home. My, uh, my middle boy had a, a assignment on his freshman year to read the book by um, I think Maxwell, I think uh, is, is the name, but it's uh, failing forward, fail forward. I think it is, or failing forward. And it's all about taking mistakes. Yeah. John C. Maxwell making, taking mistakes, learning from them and, and considering them uh, another learning, a step in your learning and not worry about it. You're not a failure until you actually give up trying. So it's better the kids fail or make mistakes with um, small amounts of money in the home, right? Then get them out on their own and and see them fail or, or make mistakes with huge amounts of money. Absolutely. And that's an excellent point. Like you said about reading a book together, because there are a lot of, you know, finance books out there for kids, um, Bernstein Bears, et cetera. There are, there, there are lists, you can find them on the internet, but basically um, as a parent, you can just read a book about money with the kids. And that also lends itself to a discussion. Good. Well, we are out of time and had, I appreciate being able to go through the teens acronym uh, from your book. Teen Girls Gotta Have It Guide to Money. Is it to money, right? Have I got it right? Exactly. Yes. And so uh, if you'd leave our listeners with one final practical piece of advice or recommendation on the topic today. Absolutely. I, I think as a parent, understand that you can be such a, a force of positivity in your children's lives. And whether it's money or any other topic, um, as long as we sort of pave the the way for them to feel safe and secure and asking us questions about topics they don't understand and, and just showing our own frailties and being able to talk about, you know, perseverance. And, and, and I think those are all behaviors that model well for kids and the kids will really appreciate it. And so um, even though this is about money, it's really about life skills too. Excellent. Thank you, Verini. Where, where can my listeners connect with you online or, or maybe find your book? Absolutely. You can go to www.jumpstart.org if you want to take um, a look at our nonprofit and also learn about all the resources on our online clearinghouse. Um, otherwise, you can find the Teen Girls Gotta Have a Guide to Money on Amazon.com. Well, thank you, Verini, once again for joining me today. I appreciate the information you've shared. I appreciate you, our listener, for joining me and my guest, Verini Yim. Please check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until next time, stay money fit and stay well. Stay well.